Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrich. Quarter's a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrich here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer of the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrett, Channel 7 legend, West Coast Eagle, inaugural West Coast Eagle, and President of the Perth Football Club. Still glowing in the aftermath of the Colts um, being elevated to the top of the waffle table. Uh, we are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch, but please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. Barra. From the out, let's talk about Nick Nat. It's the big news today. Mm-hmm. Will he play again? Will he play again? Mm. Uh, I think that's the uh, clear intention from the club and from himself. It'd be pretty weird if he just retired now, wouldn't it? No send-off, no goodbye to probably the greatest, most admired player that the club's almost ever had. It'd be a very unusual way to sl- slink away, don't you think? Um, it would. Look, I'll, I'll say this. I think two-year contracts... It's a, it's a bit extravagant, given where they are with their rebuild. However, this bloke's given a lot to this footy club, both on and off the field. Mm. Missed out in the 2018 grand final. Um, I hope he does get one, to have... Won two John Worsfold medals, back-to-back. Well, back. in recent times, yeah, yeah which yeah. is why sort of they gave yeah. him that extension and that longer that longer deal. When I don't... He wouldn't be in my top three or four ever Eagles, but I think there's no doubt that when he is on the field and up and about, yeah, he elevates the players around him more than any player I've seen. So his ruck craft is so good yeah, that the, he makes the midfield better. Brings guys guys into the game. So when he's I, probably not in the top ten nah, to be fair. To be fair, yeah. But when you look at so when I think back and when he when he eventually retires and I look back at Nick Nat, I'll just think of him and the midfield and him mm. just dominating and just getting them into the game. It was the worst possible injury for him, an Achilles injury, because he's so athletic and. He he survives on his jump and his leap mostly, and it's off his jumping leg. I think. Yeah, and so I guess it's a no risk policy now, isn't it? I mean, there's no point him playing this year, is there? Well, no, not where they're at. But mm. I don't think he can. He has to go well, in for surgery I, now, so he I just have a can't. feeling that he might have been able to push through. In a normal circumstance, you would push through. You wouldn't. How many weeks to go? Well, if you're, you're half, halfway through, but the if you're year. half back or something, and you don't rely on your leap, but if you rely on your leap and it's an Achilles injury, I, do, I just don't think he could. It's only halfway through the season, yeah, quarters. I know. I know, but I don't. You can recover from anything in half a year, except for an ACL. I don't know about an Achilles. I think Achilles are pretty hard. He's already to go. been. How many weeks has he been yeah. looking after it? Yeah, all year. Well, he did it in February initially. Put it this way: if they were in Premiership mode, he wouldn't have been not playing the rest of the year. Yeah. So in hindsight, though, he, so gets, he that, has the surgery. That, that Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he has the surgery in February straight away, and then he's probably back um, after the buy or in mm. the latter stages of is the season. They're going to wait for the surgery, are they? No, he'll, well, I think he gets outside advice now, and yeah. the likelihood is surgery. Uh, yeah. because they've tried everything else. Look, they may even go overseas. You know, there's plenty yeah, of people absolutely. who have. And look, he's trying. He's going overseas. I think he's going to Fiji for a while. Okay, taking his wife and baby back there to yeah. to meet everyone. And then I think he might even... So I heard that he was going to move to Bali eventually. 
When he retires, he'll move to Bali. I can think of worse places to live. <laughs> so, I'm a bit of a Bali Suddenly, fan. I don't know if I do want to play footy. But, you know, he does want to go out on a good note. He wants to farewell everyone. So he'll, he'll definitely be back. Um, I, I mean, you understand what's happening now, don't you? I mean, there's no imperative to win. No. To do well is okay, but to, to, there's no, obviously no imperative to win. The number one draft pick is becoming more valuable by the day. Clubs are lining up to make offers to West Coast that just are extraordinary. You know, just tossing three picks at them and a player and all that sort of stuff. So they're in a very good spot there. Um, I reckon Cripps will be the next one to say, you know what, I might come back this year as well. Um, yep. I reckon Liam Ryan might decide, you know. Well, he tore that hamstring off the bone, didn't he? Yeah. So that was a shocking one. And he's down to six weeks back before he's back. Do you need to bring him back in six weeks? Would you bring him back in six weeks? No. Yeah, exactly. And so that leaves you with what, Darling and McGovern and Yo and Shuey's got to have a farewell. Hearn's got to have a farewell. There's a few things to be done, but it's a whole different environment than if you're in finals mode, isn't it? Would absolutely. that be fair? Yeah, yeah. absolutely it is. So yeah. look, look. I think he's contracted next year, Nick, Nat. So you give it, have the surgery, have a look at how he fronts up next year. Hopefully we see a bit of footy from him next year. I reckon um, he should slim down. Well, I don't think he's been able to because of his injury. Mm. You know what I mean? It's hard. You've got to get the aerobic activity into you. Mm. Maybe on one of those Alter G treadmills. Yeah. Have you ever been on one? Yes, I have, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've also lost weight by not eating. Yeah, okay. That's a fair call, but you've got to eat. Isn't that the most important thing? <laughs> yes, it is. No, I'm not having a go at him. I'm just saying that if I was him, I would probably try to get down to 95, yeah. 100. Just because it's, you know, not to take that pressure off. I know it's very tricky, very tricky. And he's you know, tried a lot of things. You know those older G treadmills? I'm going to confess something up here. I was training for a marathon and the great Ray Boyd was, um, he was uh, very good instructing runner. me into mm. trying to get me under four hours and he did. But he said, I said, I'm going on this older G treadmill up in the hills, just going to do a story. And he goes, don't go on it. You'll be running like a Kenyan and you'll do a hammy or something because you'll be running faster for longer. And I said, no, nah, I'll be right. So anyway, I, and then I said, no, nah, okay, I'll take your advice. I won't. So I did. I went and did it. And fair income. you're running at, what, 40% of your body weight. After <laughs> 40 minutes, there was no elevation in my heart rate. I was running like a Kenyan. <laughs> I, I just tweaked my hammy ever so slightly. And then I got out you of this. I thought you were Kip, what's his face? <laughs> Kip Choggy. Kip Choggy. <laughs> I, um, uh, well, Jebra, or Jebra Celeste, Jebra Celeste who, yeah. who I beat in the New York Nar- Marathon, by Is the way. Is he Kenyan, though? No, he's not Kenyan. Uh, Ethiopian, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I then you get out of this harness and you walk away and you're like, you can't. You're like an <laughs> astronaut who's just landed from um, out of space. You can't walk. You're all over the shop because yeah. of your body weight. Should we go Ray Boyd stories? I've got two. No, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'll just finish. Right. I'll just finish. I said to Boydy, uh, I did it. I actually did it. I'm sorry. I was for, it was for work, so I had to do it. He goes, well, how's your hammy? I said, no problems at all. But I just told a little white lie. Sorry, Boydy. But uh, I was okay. I was able to What complete. a great runner he was. One of WA's great runners. Used he got to me under four hours too. So Always win the uh, city to surf. You'd, you'd be running down the city to surf, and he'd be running back to his car in the city yeah, after, after already winning it. Well, you know, yeah. after he'd, he'd won it, <laughs> after winning it, yeah. he had won it, and we were still finishing, and he was running back to his car in the city. But his best story was he, they got him uh, to West Coast training one day, and Maney had a heart monitor on, and they decided, Maney decided to take him on in the 4K sprint that we were That's doing. silly by Maney. <laughs> it was crazy, mate. He stayed with him and we were thinking, this is pretty good, mate. He's quite, you know, it wasn't that far to go. And then all of a sudden Maney stopped and just started throwing up. 
and they took off his heart monitor, and it was two forty. Oh. <laughs> he nearly blew his heart up trying to keep up with him. Oh. It was a, it was at Aquinas. It was quite funny. Had to be there. He, he's a great man. He's he's twelve. Boy, I think he, he won yeah. twelve city to surfs and a couple of really uh, good marathons. Should have yeah. run for Australia and Olympics in a marathon, but I think. Qualification and injuries just counted against him. At was the he times. during Deke's era or? Ah, uh, no. no, after that, long uh, after yeah. that. So, so that mate, those those are marathon runners. Have you heard the story about Deke when he had diarrhoea? Oh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> in the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, I don't want to talk. And he just kept running. When he beat a Kanga. And he and he couldn't do anything. He just had to, as he was running, mm. and get water and just throw it mm. on his leg. Anyway, yeah. mate, anyway. can you imagine? Paul imagine not stopping. Paula, Ma- Paula Radcliffe might have done a bit of that too. Yeah, that's right. Hey, um, let's, let's just move on from marathons to, to football because this is a, a football podcast. So uh, Thursday night at the um, SCG, one of the greats, hang Buddy on, Frank- on, sorry, mate. Thursday night. Yeah, that's right. Thursday night. <laughs> what, day, what day is it, mate? Tonight. <laughs> that's all right. I'm just being, I'm just being technically correct. Tonight. Being te- shortly. 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 But I, before we get on to the previewing the games, I just want to talk about Buddy Franklin. 350 games Absolutely. tonight. Where do you rank him in the greats? Mate. And what do you think he's done for the game? Well, Lee Matthews, um, and I absolutely love him because he's from Perth. Yep. He's from Dowran, of course, and somehow he ended up at Perth. I don't know how that worked out. How many out. games of footy do you play for the Colts? He played plenty for the Colts. He played one senior game against West Perth, kicked one goal up at Joondalup. And I remember going to see that game before he got drafted, what, 2004, something like that yep. it was. Um, oh, here's, a, here's a quiz question for you, mate. You're good at quiz nights. The, name the three great players that came from Dowron. Three oh, giants of the game in Western Australia. I can't, I can't answer that. Well, Buddy's one. Yeah. You got one. Another one, Perth goal kicker, probably the greatest kick of all time. What, Austin Robinson? No, he was... No, Perth. Perth, Perth. guy. Um, Murray Cooper. Oh, right. Murray Cooper. Okay. And the third one, Mal Brown. Oh, really? Mal Brown, Darren. Okay. So okay. the three great names from Darren. Brown, Buddy Franklin, and, um, Cooper. and Cooper. So anyway, but, but he, his, his mum is Ursula. Um, she's a kicket. And so he's related to Dale Kickett. So that's the, that he's a Noongar boy. And and the dad's Lance Senior. Lance Senior from Melbourne, yeah. And a pretty good athlete as well. But went to Wesley College. So got a scholarship to Wesley College. And that sort of catapulted him to the whole next level. A lot of them went there. Like Cuzzy went there. Mitch Marsh, Sean Marsh. Mm. Uh, a lot of great players went through uh, Wesley College. But I noticed that during the week that Lee Matthews said he is the greatest player this century. So what do you think about that? He's given mm. him the greatest player this century. He started, I wrote it down, he started in 2005. He's won two flags, eight All-Australians and four Coleman's and, of course, kicked over 1,000 yeah, goals. Yeah, look, I'm not unhappy with that. I'm not unhappy with it. it the other contenders? Oh, Dusty Martin. Dusty Martin's one. Your five's got to be one. A couple of Brownlows. Probably the three I, I got it down to was Buddy, Dusty and Ablett. Ablett started 2002. Two flags, two Brownlows, eight All-Australians. Dusty, three flags, three Norm Smiths. Yeah, Dusty's right Brownlow. up there. He's right up there. Maybe Dusty's one. Once he plays 300, he might be number one. Yeah, but he's played in two flags mm. before he went to Sydney. Have you got him ahead of Dusty and Ab- <sighs> Look, I think on the volume of goals you probably have, and I just if I'm talking about the whole box and dice, like what he's done for the game. So going to Sydney on a 10-year deal, mm-hmm. 
which is unlike Nick Blakey, who signed a seven-year deal. Why I ask? But Buddy, I can understand because it's a, it's a. Mark- yeah, that's all about management. I checked that out for you because I know you're a bit concerned yeah. about it. It's all about managing their squad. And so you lock this guy away and you can plan around, yeah, you know, where, where your salary cap's going to too be. Too long. It's too long. Because they've Regardless. got to get, so they reckon it could blow up. But those long-term concerts, we had them at the Eagles. Yeah. And Sumich had one and Langdon had one. And neither of them could get through. And you know how Langdon used to wear that gold suit at Subi Over? Yeah. He used to go out in the ground and wear the gold does suit. It. Does he still He's do still it, out in the ground, but I don't think he wears the gold suit. <laughs> oh, he used to. You know why he wore the gold suit? Why? To work off his contract. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> he had this five-year deal. He's still out there. It's the four really games. He's the ground He's a life member now. Tell you what, Borry, give him kudos. He runs from up in the commentary box, <laughs> down at every break to do the announcing. He's there half time. He's there before <laughs> he's the game. Then he's back up there. He's still super fit. But Great remember, man, Borry. Remember that gold suit? Yeah, I do. Oh, uh, I do. But that's why I was wearing it because yeah, he, yeah. he had to work off it. Snizzy said, all right, we'll pay you out, but you have to keep working for us for three years and wear this gold we'll find suit. find a way to, to <laughs> do, yeah. Um, I look, I just think, and you look at what, the, 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 the thousandth goal and everyone running onto the ground. I, I actually didn't like that because I thought it was, yeah, I just don't trust people these days. But it was just, it was oh, a great, it was, great, mag- it was a great The way he handled it too was brilliant. Yeah, the way he handled it. Yeah, and he I just was think. smiling and you could see he was getting jack of it, but he was hanging in there. I mean, you look at Dusty and what he did in the Norm Smiths, but then you look at Buddy and 13 goals in Tasmania and even. What about Ablett though? It's very yeah, hard to go. Back. It is. How good was Ablett? Yeah. And he played, he played three. 350 as well, Ablett. Mm. So Buddy's about to reach him. See, Dusty, I rate Gary Dusty. Ablett Sr. above Gary Ablett Jr. Mm. Yeah, me too. Well, I, 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 he's my absolute best player of all time. But Not we're mine. talking about the player this Not century. Not mine. Lethal Who's, Lee. Lethal Lee. Mm. You reckon? Yep. But it, it, there is a bit of bias there because I saw Gary him Ablett would have beaten Lethal Lee. If, he, if Gary Ablett played on Lethal Lee, he would have towed him. Mm. Not towed him, but you know what I mean? Like, well, that guy was the most natural footballer back, of all time. Back in those days, Gary Ablett might have been he asleep. He might have been asleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might not have had the chance. Mind you, Ablett was not... Oh, he was... Ask Dipper. <laughs> he didn't mind running 89 through. 89 grand final, punched He always pretended lung. like he, he was an accident. He'd run through and go, oh, I don't know what happened there. Yeah, yeah. He, you just killed me. What are you talking about? Your day? Did you, you would have played against him. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, did he, get, did he get you? Mate, I got nowhere near him. Nowhere near him. Oh, we had a drink with him once after. He got, this is Gary Ablett Sr. Mm-hmm. We had a drink with him once after, and we wanted to get in the back of his mind. This wasn't a long trip, I've got to tell you. <laughs> he said, and he goes, and I think it was Monkey Brennan or Woosher, he said, um, what is it? Yeah, no, Gary, what is it that you really love about footy? You know, I just wanted to find out what the, what the greats think and how they think. And, you know, because he was really different. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I love it. When two blokes play on me, I freaking love that. Like he just loved when guys would double team him so he could towel up two blokes. I remember <laughs> he kicked, he might have kicked, I might be wrong here, I think it was at least 14 against Richmond at Waverley Park one day. And I was covering the game. And afterwards, I was asking, we had about six or seven different Richmond opponents. They were pretty ordinary at the time, Richmond. And I remember asking someone after the game when the seventh opponent, who was a kid, I, I forget his name, what did he say to you when you walked onto him? And he just said, G'day, mate, how you going? <laughs> so we keep going with that. But there's two great other yeah. great Labrador stories. You, I know you love these, and some people don't like the old stories, but there was one, Monkey Brennan was um, playing on him, and he reckons he turned to him and he said, uh, who's that? Who's that number thirty on the wing there? It's number thirty, wasn't yeah, it? Matera. Yeah, Matera. He goes number thirty. That's Peter Matera. Oh, he's not bad. <laughs> he didn't know who the freak Peter Matera was. Yeah, well, right. that'd be right. And then they reckon when he was playing, who was that? Austin McCrab. 
made his debut for Geelong, and he'd been in the club for several years. And Gary pulls pulls um, Hocking or you know Couchy and goes, "Mate, who's that guy getting changed over there?" It's Austin McCrabb. He's been at the club for five years. <laughs> he didn't even know the, his teammate. Yes, yes, a little bit of a... Uh, oh, mate, mm. different dude. He, he, so you're going, if you're ranking him, you're going buddy first. I am at the moment. Oh, yeah? The best player of this century. I think I'm, I think I'm still sneaking in there, Ablett. But buddy, I, I do love That's buddy. It's a good call. I mean, yeah. it's I, either th- all three of them. Deserve. Dusty will go past him more if he plays for a few yeah, more years. I don't know. I get the feeling Dusty's maybe we've seen the best. Is he going to Sydney? Uh, no, not now, I don't think. Mate. I think so. No. Not now. Righto. Although, if he's available at Bargain Basement, you'd have him, wouldn't you? Mm. Let's pick, pick some winners, mate. Tonight, being <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> we brilliant. have the Sydney Swans <laughs> playing St Kilda. Uh, Buddy's playing in that game. Buddy's playing in that game. So, fifty-eight <laughs> Sydney on Tab Touch, uh, St Kilda, $2.38. You're like India at the moment going, how do we not pick Ashwin? Oh, <laughs> I watched a bit of and that. And why did we bowl? I, I watched a bit of that. <laughs> and oh, who's this head bloke no, who's smashing us? Cummins said they would have bowled. I understand why they bowl, but I don't know why they didn't pick Ashwin. But it backfired, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just decking around what a bit. What about Ashwin? Best player, best bowler in the world at the moment, rated. And imagine the bloke going up to him, oh, mate, you're not playing. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not playing in the grand final test matches. I'm the best bowler in the world. Well, you make these nah. make these calls and you live with them. And they'll, you know, it's only a day into the test, but they're going to have to live with that. We'll I make 550. Buddy, a day into it. Let's talk Sydney St Kilda. Um, from rounds eight to eleven, the Swans lost the clearance count by a total of forty-four. Their fifth worst four-week differential on record. Um, but I think Sydney's turned the corner. I think that we're starting to see a bit more um, of what we expect from Sydney. So, Buddy Franklin, we've mentioned uh, three fifty games tonight, and he goes okay. He's he's kicked nineteen goals from his five. Games against St Kilda at the SCG averages 14.2 disposals and a couple of contested marks. Um, Papley... Playing on Wilkie, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but, you know, um, Papley, Chad Warner, Jake Lloyd, going okay, the Swans at the moment. What do you think about St Kilda? Are they done and dusted? Is the fork in them? Are they done and dusted? Yes. Easy. Remember the call I made about five weeks ago when they were up and about flying and everyone was saying they're a sneaky chance to win the flag? I said they may not play finals. Can you just mark that time, please, yeah, well, we when he said they're done and Well, dusted. I'm waiting for I'm the audio re- from round four where I said... Hang that on, it's ma- not over yet. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, till, wait till they... F- Matey, you, you can't ride off Ross Lyon. And Mitchie, Mitchie Owen's back. Mitchie yes. Owen's is back this week. Luke Parker's not playing. Dane Rampey's a big in. But he's 350th, so there's going to be a lot of... A lot of excitement around that, but but on Cam Wilkie, can Buddy do the job? Oh, mate, it's such a toss of the coin. Thank God for Thursday night footy too, yep. my friend. Yeah, I, I love know, it. I know you love it. Th- it should going. be Thursday night footy and Monday night footy. Bring so back Monday night stretch footy. Stretch it out over the weekend. There's fewer games on Saturday. That's what I think they should Bring do. back Monday night footy. Yep. yep. Jeez. No work will get done. So here, here you go on here. It's I'm, I'm picking Sydney. I'm picking Sydney on the home ground. Uh, it's a different shape, of course. It's hard, isn't it? I think it is hard, but... Because Ross would just love to spoil the party. Ross yeah. Lyon would be thinking, hey, yeah, good's this. So I'm going to stitch up Buddy in his 350th. Mm-hmm. No, I'm going, I'm Where going are you Sydney. going, Michaela? Are you Sydney. Sydney for you as well? You know what? I'm going to go to the Saints. Okay. Saints by four points. Okay. It's very close. Swans $1.65, Saints two twenty five. All right, I'm going to go the upset. Bugger it. I love Buddy, I love Buddy. Friday night, that's tomorrow night, Barra, at Marvel Stadium, <laughs> the Western Bulldogs play Port Adelaide. Now, um, go okay at uh, Marvel Stadium, the Port. I think they've won their last nine there. So, it's a, Port it, have, have they? Yeah, they have. They Jeez, go really well that's there. That's influencing me. And the Dogs just, 
that in forward inside fifty entry is diabolical at the moment. So I've lost my trust in them. I still think they'll play finals, but I would have to say that my I picked them to finish second on would the ladder. Lob, will Lob get dropped? Any chance? Possibly. Is every chance? Yeah. Darcy Young Darcy got injured though. No, he's he? not playing. He's yeah. got a I might a even have a broken jaw. So yeah. he'll be out for a little while. He's going to be a very good player, Darcy. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough industry. So uh, he'll be he'll be out for a while. Lob, yeah, he, he might be dropped. Um, I think Adam Trelaw was he back in last week? Um, no, no, no. No. So Boke Boke was held out, and Charlie Dixon. So Charlie Dixon should play this week alongside Boke and. Fantasia came back through the sand for So the week. one area, I'm picking Port Adelaide on form. Although they have won nine in this a row, which is a club record. I'm picking them. But the one area the dogs can get them is in the ruck. So Timmy English averaging 19.9 disposals, um, the most of any ruckman in the league um, in both measures. He also averages 11 uncontested possessions. So he's not only mm. he's um, the giving, them, giving their midfield first use of it from the ruck, uh, from yeah. the stoppages, he's also the getting a lot of footage. The sore. He does. Yeah, yeah. I think he's carrying something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're the same. And the coaching, with when Lobb went to the wing, I was thinking, what's going on here? I don't so. mind that, though. I don't mind changing it up and trying something different, like Adam Simpson did with Barras to full forward for about two seconds. It's a couple of weeks ago. That wasn't a swear word. 205 centimetres. Yeah. I oh, know. He's on the wing. <laughs> They've had Geelong's had Blissards on the wing before. Blissards. He's but, the super athlete. Yeah, but yeah, I know. Bobby ain't. He's bloody. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, Mate, I reckon they're in disarray. Maybe, maybe they are in disarray. So maybe I'm going Port. I'm going Port. What are you going to do? I've said you know, I'm picking Port, Port Adelaide right in this right game for okay. sure. Okay. Um, on to Saturday. That's two days away from now, Barra at <laughs> Adelaide Oval. Uh, Adelaide against and. Uh, Again, injury ravaged West Coast Eagles. Are we getting anyone back this week? Yes. Maybe, maybe. Luke Shuey. Yeah, maybe Shuey. Luke Shuey. Still got to get through uh, another session. And Jack Darling's trying hard to get there before yeah. the bye. But uh, give uh, Darling something here. He, I've been critical of Jack, but gee, he comes back from injury, doesn't he? Yeah. He's very diligent as yeah. an athlete. In terms of his recovery. Yeah, it's good how he came back from injuries and not other stuff. But yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, no, I agree with that. I'm just saying in terms of his... Um, uh, rehab, he does it well. He he, he, he tends to mend well. You know what I mean. He does, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Other players miss six. He misses four. So I reckon that Shuey. So Shuey plays, but you, there's no way they're eleven dollars West Coast. Crows a dollar four. Um, it's at the Adelaide Oval. It must be so horrible. We've spoken about this. It must be so horrible for Simo, like the Groundhog Day thing. Yep. But they showed a bit, didn't they, against Collingwood? They really showed a bit. I noticed he said that, uh, you know, he didn't really think it was a missed opportunity to rough up Dugowie. I mean, he probably could have pulled his jumper or something. I think but, it was. But the way they sort of reacted in the third quarter was the best way to do it. Yeah, I think it was a missed opportunity. And I don't see. Do you like that roughing up stuff? and but Just a jumper, just a push yeah, and shove. Yeah, I, I do like it. I got I'll tell it. you one thing, though. <laughs> on reflection, I'll tell you one thing that I did notice. And after that happened, I reckon Elliot Yo with his third quarter. Fired up. When I said on Tuesday he looked angry. Mm. I reckon he was. That was his way. It was a little bit of a kickback there. I reckon he was just. Would they have been scared of Dugowie? No, but it was he's just. Not, he's I, not that tough, is he? I guess it's, it's not Tony Lockett or something. You're the question you've got to ask is how invested are you in your teammates and in the game? Because mm. you're not. You're not going to play finals, and I don't know. I, I didn't. It wasn't a good look. No, I just think young guys. The ball moved on quickly. I think Tim Kelly is probably the one in the gun, wasn't he? He's the most. He was the closest. Well, to, Sheba's was, but he close went too. to he went to. Uh, Hewitt, didn't he, to check, if, check yeah, on he him. Yeah, he did. But then you normally go to the other bloke, don't you, and try to say, mate, don't do that again. 
There's probably only a couple of blokes that would be you'd be in fear of. I just o- over the history. So Lockett, you reckon? Oh yeah, Lockett. And there was a guy called Mad Dog Muir. Yeah, Robbie Muir. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, Lethal Lee. <laughs> you couldn't turn your back on him. Lethal Lee. Lee. Oh, would you wrestle? Mickey with Martin. Lee? Would you wrestle with Lethal Lee? No, you didn't. You couldn't get close to him for a start. Yeah. Mickey Martin. You no know one used to wrestle with Lethal Lee. It's weird. Someone knocked him out, though. Brunsy well, broke yeah, his jaw, was, didn't he? That was the ugly game. When he yeah. whacked. One broke of his nose. Yeah, after he whacked. Because they came. No, he, he whacked. No, no, he whacked Neville Bruns, broke yeah. his jaw. And then, uh, was it uh, Mark then, Yates? Uh, no, Steve Hocking. Ho- Steve Hocking. Someone came no, for it. Steve Hocking. Yeah, yeah. And it broke well, his nose. Yeah. But Jacko started all of that. I'm not defending Lee Matthews. He got what he what deserved. It might have Who been. Who started? Eight week, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson started it. He did. The Mark Jackson. Yes, he was at Geelong and he started all of this stuff. And Is in the right? end, in the end, the game, t- as Lee Matthews said, the game turned ugly and I turned ugly with it. Mm. The really bad thing out of that was the police commissioner in Victoria, the, t- the minister for police in Victoria at the time, a guy called Race Matthews, believe it or not, um, tried to uh, put a criminal conviction against his name and, in fact, did. For assault. He was on a good behaviour bond. Hawthorne took it to the Supreme is Court. Is it assault? It kind of is assault. Well, it? no, he got off, so that's been quashed. Would that have been a big story in Victoria? A massive story at the time, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've digressed there massively. Mm. Uh, let's just talk what about the Eagles about? for a second last <laughs> week. Tim Kelly has won 28 gathers from a hit out this season, ranked number one at the club and equal 12th in the league. So Tim Kelly, I think, is ahead in their John Worsfold medal, mm-hmm. I reckon. Uh, Elliot Yo collected a season-high 26 disposals last round. His most disposals since the final home and away round in 2021. Good to see Elliot back in the mix because uh, and in form because I think he's... You know, he's a two-way player. He's very important to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dom Sheed, 43 possessions last week in his 150th game. Great effort by him as well. But this Adelaide team at the Adelaide Oval, they're, they're sort of flat-track bullies in a way, Barra, because they, they can't produce it on the road. But they're compelling watching at home. Brody Smith, Ben Keys, the, that forward line, you know, Isaac Rankin, Darcy Fogarty, um, Rochelle, they're just... What about poor old Taylor Walker as well? Duday's out Duday. with an ACL. Yeah, look, they, they've lost a very important defender there. So I would say that almost... That's, that's when you had kids. They did a duty, Dad. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, look, I, I think Duday almost cost them <laughs> a spot in the finals this year. I think they were challenging for a spot in the eight. I don't think they'll make it. Really? Yep. Based, based on his injury? I think so, yeah. Wow, okay. But problem. look, having said that, you can't, you can't pick... Uh, West Coast. No, well, they've got 26 yeah. players to choose from. Can you believe Duggan got some infection in his foot or something? And so he couldn't go to the tribunal hearing. And he's so he's copped the one week. So he's Gonski as well. And then um, Rotham got injured at training. It's just, it is unbelievable. Mm. Oscar Allen having a sensational year. He is. 32 goals. What's well, he equal second on the Coleman medal yeah. with the delivery to him this year? That's it's some effort, isn't it? He should be in all Australian contention, yeah. surely. He'd be I in the mean, squad, I reckon. Kern, would you, who would you take of them now, Kerno or Oscar well, Allen? Well, he'll be in the squad. So, And so uh, Shannon Hurd's got that hammy, as you mentioned. Hewitt's got concussion. Um, what is it? 30, and Duggan's out, yeah. 30 points for the Crows. Oh, no, I'm. I think it would be uglier than that. I'd think 10 goals again. Can't see them getting Poor any closer than that. Seriously. Just, you know he's got to walk around now with 10 straight losses. Mm-hmm. The biggest losing streak in West Coast history. Yep. He's got to carry that around. And how long is it going to extend to? Well. This will be 11. Then there's the bye. When do they play North Melbourne? Uh, You'd be desperate to snap it then. Yeah. The Dockers will put them to the sword probably, but that might be a silly chance in the Derby. No. Nah. 
No, oh, mate, can you imagine just being on a horror losing streak like this and turning yeah, up every work. day at work? Well, you're getting remunerated quite well, so I'll take it. Uh, Hawthorne at the MCG against Brisbane Lions, Saturday, June 10, a question barra. Hawthorne v Brisbane. Here's a t- I reckon the Hawthorne supporters will give Chris Fagan a bit of a round of applause, and that's got nothing about the report. I just think what he gave to Hawthorne. I think really? it, yeah, there'll be a bit of love in the room for him, I Wouldn't reckon. Wouldn't they be more on Cyril's side? Oh, I think they're on... It's not on anyone's side. I think oh, it's they're no looking, sides, mate. Well, not really. I think they're looking... <laughs> not really? Well, no, they're looking... He's going to the Human Rights Commission against them. I'm not saying there's not sides in the, in the case. I'm saying, as Hawthorne supporters, I think they realise what Cyril gave the club and Chris Fagan gave the club a lot too, so... Yeah, I, I do like Fagan. He's probably the least likely to have... Well, they've all vehemently denied the allegations. Yeah, of course. So, um, of course. And him, him particularly, so he got on the front foot very early. It's a uh, bit like when um, Greg Chappell went back to New Zealand after the underarm incident Yep. and he scored 100. And the, the, you see, you never know what fans are going to do. The fa- Kiwi fans cheered him off. After he scored 100, they said, oh, well, bugger it. You know, he made a, he made a mistake. I wouldn't if I was one of them. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't believe when I saw that. I and, thought it was a terrible act. And that, that's, Although that's, I missed that's it. That's what like, Hawthorne will be like cheering on. Hawthorne fans cheering on the opposition coach. You know, I was uh, there that day with the underarm, but I, I left early because it was 40 degrees to jump off the Princess Bridge. You're joking. And I missed it, yeah. You missed a bit of history. I, that, well, I got home and my brother asked me about it and I said, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, if Trevor Chappell hadn't been bowling, it wouldn't have happened because any other bowler would have said, no. hey, hey, Greggy, get stuffed. Mm. I'm not doing Rod that. Marshall wasn't happy, threw his gloves on the ground and stormed off. So um, He should have taken more in hand though, the great man. He should yep. have gone up there and said, Greg, what are you doing? Because Greg was not in his right mind, I reckon, at that time. Because they needed a six to tie. Not to win, to tie. So, I mean, how ridiculous is that? Brian McKechnie? McKechnie, you know what he was? A bowler. All black. Oh, he was too. All black. He was, yeah. So he <laughs> so, yeah. So he could have sorted them out too. I bet you Greg Chappell didn't know that at the time. <laughs> uh, Jack Gunston playing against his old team um, for the first time. Look, a lot to like about where Brisbane's gone. Uh, they get to play at the MCG where they've had a – it's not been a happy hunting ground for them, you know. They've, How many uh, possessions? Well, they've is... lost 12 of their last 13 matches at the MCG. They're only winning. Who's that? Brisbane. Their only win coming in that semi-final against Melbourne last year. So they haven't performed well at the MCG. Just give me that again. 12 of their last 13 games they've lost at the MCG. That's where they play the finals in the That's final. Exactly. Is that right? So do you reckon it's not important for them wow. to get some confidence That's at this venue? That's massive. And they, they're, they're, what, $1.20 favourites? They are. Jeepers, that is huge. So I'll give you the. It's a dollar twenty-two, <coughs> and Hawthorne are at four dollars twenty-five. Sicily back is huge. Um, great effort by Luke Bruce last week. Mitch Lewis also kicked a few goals last week. Um, the Hawthorne midfield's going. You know, young midfield is growing. Uh, they they cop a hiding every now and then, like that ninety-six point deficit midway through the third quarter against Port last week. It was looked like it was mm. going to be horrific, mm. but they clawed it back to a fifty-odd point win. So that was Port taking lost, their lost. loss. Sorry, that yeah, was yeah. Port taking their foot off the accelerator a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it was also Hawthorne having the wherewithal to take advantage of that. So, you know, a bit of a tick for the Hawks mm-hmm. in that second half. They can't win this game, though. I think Brisbane wins this. They've got too much to lose. They've got to stay in that top top bracket and will. Uh, I just think they've got too much firepower up front unless yep. unless they, that midfield allows Hawthorne to um, get on top and they get dirty ball in and, you know. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Sicily can do and he's come back. Another 35 uncontested marks? I, I don't think so. But 12 of their last 13 at the G they've lost. Yep. That's, a, that's a remarkable. So you, why don't you pick Hawthorne then? No. No chance. <coughs> no chance, my friend. Now, uh, Saturday, 
Fremantle Richmond uh, at Optus Stadium. Now, before we get into this, I want to talk about after the buy. So, pre-buy, the Dockers uh, were going. Been doing some research, have you? Well, I have. They were going beautifully. What's the percentage of winning after a buy? Have you got a percentage, I or have you? I do. You got a percentage? I do. I just want to talk. Geez, about... You've done some work. <laughs> I just want to talk about the Dockers' pre-buy form. So points from clearances ranked one. Points four ranked one. Clearance differential ranked one. Des- defensive 50 to inside 50s ranked sixth. And points from defensive half ranked second. Um, the front half return's been pretty good too. So I think really good form. We know their forward line's going well. Uh, Sean Darcy out. Will, it was happened in game last week, although early, and Luke Jackson stepped up to the plate. But that will be interesting. Uh, but I want to talk about the buy. So since 2013, um, this is the all-up results. Mm-hmm. 83 wins, mm-hmm. 95 losses, mm-hmm. one draw. And we know Geelong was zip and seven at some stage. They're now three and seven. Um, Gold Coast has the worst record, two and eight. There's four teams that are in front, and they have a six-four record. Who do you reckon they are? It might surprise you. No, give it to us. Okay, Richmond, not surprising. St Kilda, surprising. Frio and Hawthorne, mm. all with a six-four record after the buy. So, um, you so know, you're saying that mostly, like I said, like forty percent. Ch- they lose after the buy or something like that. Or yeah, I'm more? saying it's high. They've lost more games than one after the buy. So I'm saying it's a bit of a momentum shifter. Super it can be. On the other side of that, I think they're getting better at it. So you raise the intensity at your last training session, what have you, and try and you know keep keep the momentum going that way. So uh, what are we talking about here? So Dusty Martin. So uh, Liam, uh, what's his name? Um, what's Ryan's first name? In the back line. Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan has told us that he's playing on Dusty. Yep. Dusty goes up there. He set himself for that. So Darcy goes out. I, I believe Tracy will just be the backup ruckman because you, you wouldn't bring in that kid or... Well, no, Justin Longmuir has indicated that he will be the backup ruckman. They'd be give, yeah. giving him more ruck work in that forward half to get him uh, used to it. And it's going to be belting down. So you would go that way, wouldn't you, rather than bringing in another ruckman. So that would say to you that either Sturt or Corbett or who else could come into the I think, forward line? Well, look, Liam Henry was mooted, but I don't think that's happening. I think one. I think they bring an extra forward into that forward line. I, I like Sturt. Yeah, that's who I'd yeah, play. Sturt's pro- and they, they've got Fife, obviously, to go in and cover for O'Meara initially, and then they've yeah. got Johnson as backup. But coming into the team, it's either got to be Will Brody or Erasmus, Erasmus. or Liam. You're right, or if Liam it's Henry. Gonna, if it's going to be wet, maybe Will Brody. Just for that big body in there, inside player. So that's what I'm saying. Um, how, Luke, did, how did Peel lose to Subi? Oh no, well, with all those players. Yeah, I picked him. Yeah, you, you big Subi. No. I, oh I picked, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was remarkable. So that's is that how what we're thinking might happen? So, well, I'm going to pick Frio to win this game. I just think where Richmond's at at the moment. It was a good win last week, but I just think where they're at at the moment. Um, Luke Ryan, by the way, you mentioned earlier, he's won 50 percent of one-on-one contests he has defended this season. That's ranked third of the top 50 players for total contest defenders. So he's, he's, he's pretty good. handy. I'm but, loving it. I can't wait to see him on Dusty. Yeah, it'll be, be good. fantastic. Yeah, Dusty's it? not the player he was. No, no, but just the, they're very similar blokes, aren't they? Yeah. And they're both big Victorians. So in the back half, Noah Boulder has taken 46 intercept marks this season. Goes all right, Noah Boulder. Um, Jaden Short, Tim Taranto, probably leading their best and fairest mm. at this, the Jack Dyer medal at this point. Um, and Daniel Riola's also had a um, pretty good um, resurgence so, um, from half back there. I'm going to pick Frio. Uh, what about this? Home. Before you commit completely, Toby Nankervis. Yep. 
Toby Nankervis against Jacko. Toby Nankervis, highest rated player in the Richmond Giants game. Big bugger. He is. Could he make the difference? Oh, look, he could make Jackson a has to difference. Go in against him. But you still got to win the ball. Jackson, big jump on him, I yeah, suppose. Still got to win the ball, mate. I, I, I trust that Freo midfield. And it's going to be wet. It's going to help Richmond, isn't it? Being wet with their chaos style of play. Yeah, it will. It will. But I don't know. Freo play. I'm Frio. talking myself into their a silly chance. Yeah, they're a silly chance. Anyone's a silly chance. Yeah. No, I'll stay with the, the Eagles. I'll stay, at the I'll stay with the Dockers. Stay okay. with the Dockers. But geez, I reckon could be interesting. Let's see what happens with that buy result. Uh, on to Sunday. Yeah, buy stats. On to Sunday at the Blunt, at Blundstone Arena in Hobart. Now, this Barra is the toughest game for me this weekend. North's been going all right the last couple of weeks um, under the coaching of Brett Ratton. Mm. And very unlucky to lose yep. uh, last week. The Giants, on the other hand, going okay too, just not getting the Ws. They've, they've won, I think they've been... They were pumped by Collingwood, but the remainder of their losses have been uh, under t- around about the two-goal mark. I think the biggest was 21 points. So they're, they're going all right. Um, since round nine, they've scored 54 points per game from forward half chains, which is ranked third. I really, Whenever Toby Green's in that side, you give him a chance, particularly when it's a 50-50 game. So I'm going to pick them against North Melbourne, but, um, you know, I, I'm really concerned about this tip. You? It's... Um 15th versus 17th, isn't mm. it? Sounds like Will Brody might have uh, tweaked his ankle today at training. I've oh, been a bit of late-breaking well. news. Okay. Yeah, so maybe that means Erasmus. Uh, yep. Sorry to go back on the net last game. Sam Sturt also watching on with possible hamstring concern. So, so this has happened this morning. So, yeah. so okay. maybe Corbett maybe yeah. Corbett gets a call-up. Maybe you, Erasmus and Corbett. Although Walters could be fit, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. If that's it'll be, it'll be Walters, won't it? If Walters is fit. He'll like that. So it's, it looks like Walters has got through training. Yeah, you're right, it'll be Walters. So going back to this tip, you've got to tip the Giants though, don't you? Or yep. not? I mean, yep. At Bloodstone? Yep. Jeez, what would, it, what would it be like down there? Would it be cold and yucky or? Oh, well, it's always cold in Hobart, but it's not necessarily yucky. How are they going with nice their, part um, of the world. their no, stadium debate? That's going okay, mate. They're still, they're still carrying on, but they'll, they'll get over that. That'll okay. be fine. Well, um, I'll go to the Giants. I'll tell you who I like is George Wardlaw. Um, yeah. What, he's played three, four games, generated a total of 17 clearances, three games after his three games, the second most by any debutant since 1999. He really? can play this kid. He could be the best of them. Goals, was that sad again? What was that? So what George Wardlaw yeah. has 17 clearances after three games, the second most by any debutant since 1999. Don't ask Jeez. me who the number one was, but... Um, um, there's a lot to like about them, you know. Sheasel, no. Sheasel's a very good player, mm. very good player. Um, but you look at the Giants, Tom Green's having a really good season. I mentioned Toby Green before. Steve Cornelio uh, having another, his re- return to the form we expect of him. So I'm going to pick the Giants. What are you feeling about um, the NAB Rising, the Rising Star Award now? Is Wardlaw going to go into that as well? Yeah. He'll probably be a late contender, won't he? Yes, he will. Even with Sheasel and uh, our man at the Eagles. And also um, Brisbane. Yeah, the young kid Ashcroft. Ashcroft at Brisbane. So I reckon Sheasel's in front at the moment. Mm. Sheasel, just the consistency of performance for me at the moment. Mm. But, um, you know. Wardlaw, Wardlaw. What about uh, Clarkson? What's your feeling on when he'll come back? Well, it's indefinite at the moment, so I, I just think they'll give him as much time as he needs. It's still, obviously, this um, um, is going to drag on for some time. So you reckon has the year off? 
I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me. Wow. Ratton. Well, should Ratton get another go somewhere then if he's going all right? Um, well, let's see. Well, there is a job Back available. To There's a job available at Richmond, so you never know. Would you give him, seriously though, would you give him another go? I would. You would, would you? I think he's a good coach. Mm. I think he was a good coach at Carlton. And then um, they punted him. He did okay at St Kilda, and they punted him for Ross Lyon. Mm. Yeah, he's been unlucky in his coaching journey, but I, I do rate him. And uh, I think he was, the, as I said a few weeks ago, the perfect man for the job to step in to fill the void for Clarkson. Yeah. Because he's well-liked. He's well-respected. He's an assistant. So yeah. at the moment, he's only three days a week, and now he's gone back to full-time. But uh, look, perfect man for that job. Oh, so he's only three days a week in yeah. North Melbourne. Mm. Was he really? And <laughs> now he's running the show. Yeah. Wow. If so, Clarkson, if so, they're saying there could be draft picks and possibly a fine and or a fine against Hawthorne. That's what's yeah, being that's what they're saying. Yeah, possibly the AFL still to determine that. I don't like the way um, Gill left that hanging. I don't think it's fair on Hawthorne members and supporters. I think that uh, you know oh, we might whack them. I just didn't like that. Just leave it. Is it we leave, might or we will? No, it was we're still leaving it open. So I think the commission will determine what the sanctions are. And it's about the in the the, the, um, the report itself mm. and how it was conducted. So that's why... And it yeah. could be bringing the game into disrepute. Yeah. That's fine if they get sanctions and fines. That's okay. But I just didn't like the way he left it hanging. I thought it was unfair on the membership. So it's nothing to do with the contents of the report? Uh, no, it's about the way it was conducted. So who's going to look into bringing the contents? The, well, of it'll be... I, I assume it would be the AFL Integrity Officer. Mm. Who will look at it? And as, an, the and as a Hawthorne man, a dyed-in-the-wool Hawthorne man like that you are, when you heard that Cyril was one of the main protagonists in this, how did you feel? Oh, look, it's it's sat. I've, it's not been good in my guts since day one. I wrote about it in the West Australian early. I thought it made me feel a bit ashamed. It made me feel a bit sick. Uh, this is all the time saying if the allegations are true because the the mm-hmm. um, uh, those they have vehemently denied those allegations but it's never sat well with me uh, but it won't change my long term did it change things when you heard it was Cyril though no 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 I already sort of knew he was involved you knew it was Cyril yeah we knew he was involved so didn't change things so I don't think it matters who it is because I thought Cyril was I thought it was he's a big name and he's had obviously a Norm Smith medalist but to me um, it, it doesn't matter who it is if the allegations are true then it it sits uncomfortably with me and you know that will play out. As far as Hawthorne goes, it wasn't a well-conducted review. I think they actually did it with good intentions. It was just not very well carried out, and we've already seen a casualty. The CEO Justin Reeves left for mental health issues, but it, clearly it was linked to this. Mm. So yeah, I saw that the CN, CNN boss got the bullet today. Did you see that? No, I didn't. So, and that obviously had to do with putting. Donald Trump on for that that, that yep. thing segment they did. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. They must have thought they could smash him, and he actually took over, and took control. Gee, that's I would that's unexpected. <laughs> and the and, and the, even the punters were sort of on his side. Yeah, and so I think someone had to pay the price. So that's what I believe happened anyway. Yeah, of allegedly, oh. that saved me from getting sued. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> I don't think you'll get sued over that, and I think you're hundred percent right. MCG on to Monday, huge game, Barra. It's the King's birthday weekend game. Yeah. It's still hard to Very get your head around right? that. What day now, um, I am picking Collingwood to win this game because they're just – this is the – the only thing is they've got the bye next week. So they might have one eye on the game, one eye on the bye. I think they're too well coached to do that. 
Just showed a couple of little chinks against um, West Coast, I thought, in that um, second and third quarter. But you always felt, oh, they'll, they'll, you know, they did kick the last eight goals of the game. So uh, no to Goey, obviously, this week. Um, Tom Mitchell's slotted into that midfield beautifully. Um, Jamie Ellett playing his 100th match at the MCG. Uh, kicked three and four goals, respectively, in his two games against Melbourne last season. So he likes playing against the Ds. Now, a bit of late news. Um, Clayton Oliver, who won 43 and 42 disposals, respectively, in his two games against the Magpies last season. We were expecting him to come back into that side. Um, I believe he's been hospitalised. Mm. I'm not sure for what, but I don't... Th- so he... Is Wasn't very an affected toe. He's very unlikely to come in. So yeah. I think that's a big out for them. Christian Petrak has been magnificent in filling that void. He's already playing well, but he's just lifted again. So well done to Christian Petraka. But with Clayton Oliver out, they're yeah. gettable because Melbourne's got a bit of ability and Collingwood is just heading into the bye. I just can't. And they're looking shaky a bit, Collingwood, aren't they? You know, they've, oh, they've, Shaky's have, a bit of a strong word. No, hang on, have a look at who they've played against in the last couple of weeks. They, they have... They haven't paid a top eight side for ages. This is their first top eight side for no, a number of weeks. When you look, go back, you've got North Melbourne and West Coast and you just keep going backwards. They have not played against a top eight side for a long time. So uh, this is their big test. If Oliver was playing, I'd be tipping Melbourne for yeah. sure. Yep. Elliot comes back. Lipinski could play. What are you saying? Dan McStay's the other one that might come back yep. in. Yep. I reckon they're shaky. I reckon they're shaky. So pick Melbourne. I'm tipping... I'm, um, you know what? I think I will tip Melbourne. I think I think Melbourne might actually, even without Clayton Oliver, their forward line, Melbourne forward line, so worries me though, doesn't Does it? Does it? it just, Don't like Van Royen. Yeah, but they're just not. That you can't. You wouldn't go into a final series hoping that Van Royen's going to be the man, would you? Oh no, but I would I put past him. Yeah, he but, goes all right. But you know what I mean? Like, a bit of mongrel if in If you were going to win like the it. flag, you need Brown or what was that other bloke's name? Yeah, Brown. You'd need McDonald. Yeah. So look, one of those nufties needs to come back. What's happened I don't to think them? They're nufties. Not nufties, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like they're not playing. They're four. You're right. That's their they one area. They can't go in there with Van Ruyen and Fritz or whatever his name is. He's not the key position oh, player. Anyway. No, but he's a very good player. Oh yeah, six in the grand final. But you know, when you ago. go into a final, you can't go in without a proper forward. That's right. Yeah. Full so blown. Yeah. Big big mother. Well, they need it. they need a Brown or McDonald to stand up so that um, you know Van Royen gets the third defender or the second defender, yeah. and you've got Fritz there who then bobs up and kicks three or four. Absolutely, it's the one area. If you look at the other end, you've got May and Lever and that backline Hibbard. Really well, it's strong, isn't it? And it's mm. cemented. But and the midfield obviously goes without question. But I think the four lines the one area that yeah, and, and part of the reason why I pick Collingwood. They're sta- they the Collingwood have got they they they're not staggering, but they they get, they're sort of well they're getting towards the buy. Yeah, they're just falling to the buy, aren't they? The buy's of- coming at a perfect time. Probably prefer it to come this week if you're Collingwood, but the, yeah, we'll see what happens. By the way, Barra, I flipped the sheet the wrong way. Macala's looking at me as if I'm a naughty boy. I flipped the sheet the wrong way and went straight to Monday. Of course, I missed another Sunday game, which is Carlton v Essendon at the G. Yeah, of course. Are you giving Carlton a chance? This is such a big game for the club because they but lose. Every week is. But if they lose this, really, that's it, isn't it? So they're not playing. Tab finals. touch found them hard to split. We've got a um, dollar eighty-five Essendon Carlton a dollar ninety-five. By the way, Collingwood's dollar eighty-two and Melbourne's two dollars. But I think. Um, I've just lost total trust in Carlton. They just can't kick a winning score. When they get it down there, they're inaccurate. Essendon, I like the way they're going about things. They're almost a really good side. They're still finding their way, but I'm going to pick Essendon to win this. You? 
Georgie Hewitt could be back for the Blues. Uh, Jackson Binns had 35 possessions in the VFL. Oh, I want to tip the Blues because this is backs to the wall stuff. And for Vossi as well. I mean, I know people don't want us to talk about coaching, but seriously, if they lose to the Bombers and they can't make, basically can't make the eight because the, the, the figures, the, the stats would just be, you know, irreversible, it's a bad time for Vossi. Far out. Now, you mentioned um, earlier on uh, players who are, Bont and Pelly particularly, players who are carrying something or players mm. who are maybe. What about Cripps? So he averaged 17 um, contested possessions across the first nine rounds. He's just down to 10 now. I, they've been way too reliant on him over the years, and the rest of their midfield is quite one-dimensional. There's just no tricks in that magic bag, are there, for Carlton? And then you think there would be, given you've got Mackay and Kerno down front. This just doesn't feel like you, you feel like they're ten points behind at three quarter time, and you just can't see someone bobbing up and kicking six. They looked all right too, didn't they, the Bombers? They, they looked good all year, really. Mm, Defensively, week, they're a much better side. Yeah, and they reckon two metre Peter might come back. Yeah, he was meant to come back last week, so you bring him back. So that means our man Jaden Hunter, who got drafted from the Perth Footy Club mid-season. He will not play this year, will he? In well, he might get a look later in the year, depending on how they're going, but he might force his way in through the VFL. No, but, he, but that won't happen, really, because he's coming off an ACL, and with two metre Peter back... Why not? There's, there's no... Well, he's just Never he, say never, Barra. No, what I'm saying to you is... So, basically, he's been drafted to play for the VFL, the SN VFL team. Yeah, you've got to think about that philosophically, don't you? By the way, you talk about two metre Peter, but Kyle Langford, who's been a revelation moving from defence yeah, yeah. into attack this year, kicked. Uh, he's their leading goal kicker this season. Twenty four, he's kicked, and also nineteen score assists this season. So he's ranking equal eighth in the AFL in the ladder measure. He's been very good, yeah, Kyle Langford. That'll take the pressure off him then if two metre Peter comes. Mm. So I, I've got here the champion data top ten rated players to round twelve. Yep. And you've been mentioning some of the names. Guess who the number one player in the AFL rated by champion data is up to round 12? Tell me. You mentioned Bont. He's two, right? Yep. So Bont's two. <laughs> How do they do these stats? Honestly, I'd like to find out. Champion data, you're a champion data man, aren't you? Yep. You're big on those uh, those stats. Well, it's a combination of stats. Who do, who from Port Adelaide is number one? Oh, we, we Zach Butters. Yeah, so he's got. they've got Zach Butters as the number one player in the comp up to round 12. I would agree with that. Marcus Bondapelli, two. Dan Houston, three. That surprises me. But he's been very good, but it surprises me he's three. Jack Sinclair. But no, no, Clayton Oliver doesn't get a look. I mean, he's missed a couple. He's but missed a couple. Jack, Jack Sinclair, four. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, yep. Petrarca will be gone. Hey, where am I? Yep. Nick Dacos, five. No one from Freo. Mason Woods, six. Yeah, Mason Woods had a great year. Brent Daniels, seven. The bloke who got that huge contract and you don't like it. <laughs> this, yeah. oh, next. He's, he's a very good is player, eight? but seven years, please. And Nick Martin, nine. Yeah, he's had a very good year. He must be in All-Australian contention for the wing. Yeah. What do you reckon? Why not? He'd have to be knocking on the door. Adam Saad, 10. Amazing that, that the, 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 some of the players, you know, we would have Adam thought... Adam Saad, 10, and what's happened to his kicks in, in, inside 50? <laughs> Well, they can't. You've got that look on your face, incredulous. Well, it, be, it is because I don't, I don't understand why Carlton's so crap. <laughs> is that fair? They should be so much better. It is. It Must it, be frustrating the socks off Michael Voss. So seriously, would it be something he'd be thinking playing, playing in three premierships is so much easier than coaching. Could it be? Could it be the coaching? Of course. 
Of course. Let's not dance around it, Barry. Of course it could be. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that letter we got from just the Just because you're a champion player doesn't make you a champion coach. Most most of the great coaches uh, weren't, you know, Tommy Hafey, Alan Jeans, Mick Moldhouse, good player, premiership player, but they weren't greats. Um, mm. Lee Matthews sort of broke the mould a bit. Ron Barassi broke the mould. But a lot of the, most of the great coaches have come. And you know what they've had in common? Justin Longmuir is another because he had a lot of injuries. The struggle. They yeah, struggled. The struggle. They had to battle for their position. Yeah. They had a lot of injuries. Haven't the battlers done better? Like That's the, what I'm saying. The, the defenders, yeah. So yeah. Mal, you're talking about Malthouse and even Sheedy wasn't a superstar, was he? Oh, no, he was. He wasn't? Yeah, Sheedy was. Yeah, he, he was played in, what, three or four premierships. He was yeah. a very good but player. He was a, wasn't he a back plot, yeah, pocket Well, plumber? he was a back. Well, that's Tom Hafey's favorite, famous quote. You're, you're a back pocket plumber. Remember that. Show me a bit of mongrel, you back pocket plumber. <laughs> He went up, he ruck roves later in his career and was ve- he's a very good player, Kevin Sheedy. So, I, yeah, no, he doesn't fit yeah, the battle of Okay, mile. righto. But um, it's very interesting, you know, he might prove us wrong and they've turned it around and he's a premiership coach. And But right now, it just looks like uh, it must be very hard to do, you know, it's pretty tough co- caper coaching. I get the feeling Michaela wants us to do the letters. De- well, let's, let's move to this. <laughs> <laughs> Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel mailbag. Yes, thank you to Thirsty Camel. And I got it wrong on Tuesday. We are getting a lot of things wrong this week. We are giving away a Speak carton of Carlsberg Stubbies. Uh, th- on Carlsberg Stubbies? Yeah, not a bad drop, the old Hey, elephant. what's the uh, email address? Because I really want to get a few emails It's quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. I'm just going to go back to my favourite one on um, Tuesday. That was from Harley Kemp Gin. And uh, he was talking about... The AFL should be pumping money into um, a state of origin series. Clubs get X amount per player with a minimum and maximum nominated amount. Um, players get playing fees, which are about two or three times their normal mm. standard AFL fees. Hold it every four years. I'm okay with that. By the way, I'm against state of origin. I, don't, I think it's run its race at AFL level, but I don't mind the every four years. You have two comp-wide buys during the year, and so you have the first round, which is around round eight, and you have a second round, which is around sixteen, um, and you have, um, and you also have a third round, which is a pre-grand final bye weekend. And you've, you've got WA Victoria, South Australia, the Allies, all playing in this. Play the Friday night before the grand final. Have the best two states, two states playoff in the state of origin grand final at Marvel Stadium. That was Harley from Wickham. Um, I really like that email. Yeah, That's the he's done well. He didn't get a lot of emails today. Your so big thing is um, state of origin for women, isn't it? I think that that was someone. I reckon that could work. That was one of our reader uh, listeners mailed that mm-hmm. in. But I love the idea of AFLW state of origin. I like the idea of an Irish series being reintroduced every couple of years. So yeah. one, you go to Ireland, then you come back to Australia. I think we've got enough Irish players now at the very top level and our history with Ireland, um, Jim Steins, Sean White, etc., Tyke Neely. I think that should be reintroduced. But he mounts a good argument here. Um, a couple of other emails. This one from Matt from Mount Hawthorne, again on the topic of State of Origin. Topical, Barra, because obviously we've got the Queensland-New South Wales mm. series at the moment. Do you think it would be a good idea if the AFL awarded the players state selection but no games? Would be a great topic of conversation at the end of every season. So a bit like the All-Australian jumper. They get this... Don't play anyone. You're named in a 22, yeah, but you don't play. But you still get the... The Black Duck, you still get the South Australian jumper and you still get the Big V. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't mind that suggestion. Any ch- any chance you get to sort of uh, not, not 
Well, you would pull on the jumper, I suppose. They've got to bring back that big V jumper. I mean, fancy having such a brilliant jumper and never getting to wear it unless you're in the under eight. I played in the big V once. Did you? Mm. So I played for this, – this is bizarre, but as a kid, I played in the Richmond Little League – and they, re- they didn't have any Richmond jumpers, but they had all these Victorian jumpers there. So we played in this big V jumper. And you know what I remember? I barely touched the footy. I was a bit in awe. And, uh, but um, I remember the, at the first bounce, the two Ruckman went up and knocked each other out. I remember that. They're only kids. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was a bizarre day. <laughs> you did Playing look- for Richmond in Victorian jumpers. Don't you reckon the Vicks look bigger in those jumpers? Something about those jumpers made them look bigger. Yeah. Must have been the big You know, I'm v. a Victorian barra, so I love the big I v. picked the WA team. So, okay, here we go. So, if I was doing this, well, I'm the president of Perth, so yes. I, I may be the ch- the person who would be presenting, and I did play for WA, so it might yeah. be the chance to present. When you played for WA, uh, was it bigger than uh, playing for the Eagles? Um, because it was still pretty big in those days. It was pre... Well, no, because we were under Malthouse, and he did not encourage it at all. But st- wasn't it off the back of it was still a big deal? So it was all, it just... It was. 91 was big. Yep. I reckon 91 was big. But once we'd won a premiership and everyone realised what yeah. what the main game was, they, I think McKenna had to really fight hard to get a game one day. Mick was into him, don't play, mate, you're a bit sore. If you get injured, it's on you, all this sort of stuff. And he said, no, bugger it, I'm going for it. I want to play for WA. Did you get injured? He didn't get injured, oh, but he, he got zero. It was like Moldas's theory about high marks. If you take a screamer, okay, that's good. You might be on the high-lies reels and all the rest of it. But if you dropped it and they won the ball, you're a dead man. Yeah. So I did not encourage you to take screamers that's at a all. Pity. You just go for the spoil because uh-huh. that's how he was. So I picked, I picked a. Um, a state of origin team. Do you want me to just quickly run yeah, through it for you? Yeah, so please do. So if I say I was doing the presentation because, you know, as a past uh, uh, player, <laughs> okay, <laughs> nothing more than that, um, I might get the opportunity as a president to sort of present it. And from the back line, I, I had Nathan Broad in there. Yep. And Great call. So he's an underrated player. Bra- Barass is... You know, oh, like, every this is at the end of the year, right? Okay, yeah, okay. So, Barras McGovern, it's so Gov's see Gov running yesterday. Yep, I did. So, he must be super close. Liam Baker, certainty. Yep, yep, Shaker Baker. Sam Taylor's been injured, but would be Great. certainty. Absolutely, all of those players. Yep, Daniel Rich, when is he back yet? They were saying if these players are fully fit, they're yeah. absolutely playing. Okay. Yeah. Across the Daniel Rich is playing and playing well again, yeah. Across the middle, Mitch Duncan, Patrick Cripps and Bradley Hill. That's a fair sound line. You reckon, yeah. Then the forward line, Sam Powell Pepper. Or, or Nick Martin, perhaps. Oh, Nick Martin. I had him on the bench. You're right. Nick Martin would probably knock Hill out at the moment. I reckon. Across the half forward, Powell Pepper's going well. Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen. Shy Bolton. Oh, yeah. Is it Shay or Shy oh, Bolton? Shy. Michael Walters would get in there, wouldn't he? Yep. The astronaut, would you get the astronaut in I there? would. Yeah. And Jesse Hogan's been going all right, hasn't he? Better than all right. There we go. Thank Jesse you. Hogan's having his best you season. You could be ch- chairman of selectors. I think. Wait, I'll mate, be chairman of selectors. Probably no, not his, chairman of selectors. He was a rising star. He won the rising star. Had a very good couple of years with Melbourne. But I reckon this is his best season since. Looks happy there because mm. you walk down the street, no one knows who you are. He's playing really good footy and he's playing and it's not the – it's the one percenters. He's bringing the ball to ground, putting his body in contest, giving his smalls a chance to get to work. I really love the season. That's Jesse it. Hogan's you having. are chairman selectors. Yep. All right, chairman selectors. Who would you have as your followers? Okay. Obviously, the ruckman's pretty obvious. Go on. The bloke from the Bulldogs. Oh, Tim English, mate. Number one ruck in the comp at He's the all Australian ruckman, isn't he? Yep. Then you'd have the bloke from Swans, the little on baller. Chad Warner. Chaddy Warner. 
And you'd, Win you'd, their best and fairest this year, perhaps, Chad. And would you squeeze Tim Kelly in? Going to be the Warsfold medalist? I would at the moment. He's been in very good form. And then on the bench, I had Luke Jackson. In, so Jackson and English. Yeah, good combo. Now. I had Nick Martin, but I'll move Brad Hill down there, put Nick Martin up because Chairman Selectors has yep. said that. And Steve Cornelio. Absolutely. Having, he's having his best year for about three or four. And the Zerha. Yep, that's fair. Yeah. Love him. Is anyone I've left out? Probably. Probably. You get smashed when you're an all <laughs> hey, You're the chairman of selectors. I'm blaming you. At the moment, that's fine. I'm, I'll go into the game with confidence with that. Well, now, Barra, I just want to read this one out. Um, this was about – we have listeners all over Australia, and this um, young fella – Joaquin, his name is. Uh, um, he sent this in. He listens, an avid listener, and he just wanted to give us a shout out. Uh, very sadly, a young footballer by the name of Dallas Keo Franklin passed away earlier this year. Uh, was a, um, a took a hit on a footy field. Mm. Um, didn't make it to the end of the game. His funeral is tomorrow on Friday. So he just wanted me to ring it out and give. Um, Dallas I mentioned plus all of his mates so a shout out to you all um, very sad and but we hope tomorrow goes well for you all Barra I do mate yeah and seriously best wishes to that young fella yeah tragic you don't expect that to happen in a game of hey footy. mate it's chairman of selectors yes you've left someone out who have I left out and he's having a big weekend who he's having a big oh he's sorry I have okay <laughs> I'm gonna put how about we leave Zerhar out <laughs> much as I love him, and I'm going to put the big bud. Actually, to be fair, on form, <laughs> you've probably got Zuhar ahead of him, but because I'm a sentimental romantic, Barra, Mate, you'd have I'm to- going to put Buddy in there just for the, you know what, we need crowds to watch this game. So we put Barra in there, we're getting 10,000 more just to see him play. How could we leave out the budster? Because he hasn't had a great On his 350th. He's getting a bit long in that. He's too. probably going better than Norton at the moment, is he? Norton's struggling a bit. Oh, yeah. But he's, Norton's been a like, last couple of weeks. Okay, he's going better than the Zerha. Yeah, well, no. I, not really. I saw his first game, buddy. Uh, I think it might have been against Richmond at the MCG. I think it might have been Roughhead's first game as well. Just yeah. this big, tall guy. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. who is this bloke? And you could even tell then just the moves. Mate, he, he kicked five early doors in his career. It too, wasn't that he? day. It might have been. But mate, anyway, yeah, he's a good player. Super, super player. Super, super. Now, the we Demons, got- we breed them good, mate. You do, yep. no question. Peter Bazusto, one of the all-time greats, the Abs- buzz. Absolutely. Um, Just keep naming him, Bobby Okay, Hill. as chairman of selectors, I'm going to call this one Harley from Wickham wins this yes, week's Yes, good prize. on you, Harley, and best that wishes to that young fella. magnificent carton of Carlsberg stubbies. Um, please send your details into quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. Please keep the mail coming. Um, you can send them to that address. Please include your name and your details. What's the address again? keep it relatively short. It's quarters and barra, B-A-R-R-A, at wanews.com.au. This has been Quarters and Barra. We will talk to you on Tuesday and to see how many winners you have picked. Hopefully, I've picked the card. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quartersandbarra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.